Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. sort of expected a show to happen like, to do <laughs> oh god that would be so cool it doesn't just, uh, i always imagine it just like emerge from the ether yeah <laughs> can we use ai to make the episode dave yes can we just, just use ai like AI all right. voices? <laughs> that's a show all right good love it that's a wrap uh, hello everyone <laughs> hello we're on the episode of Hypecast! Hypecast! Woo! it's the show where we get hyped about stuff and things i'm your co-host tom ryman I'm your other co-host, David Bell. And I'm a third co-host. Uh, more of a guest, Jamie Kelly. Hey! Jamie! Welcome, welcome, hey. welcome. What's up, my babies? How are you? <laughs> Doing wonderful. Thank you guys for having me on. Absolutely. Thanks for being on. Always a pleasure. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been, it's it has been. 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 Wait, you've been on a Hypecast, right? Uh, Yeah. Now, I've been working for you guys for what, about four years now? Four years, I think, yeah. I yeah. think this might be my fourth appearance. That's t- that's too little. Uh, <laughs> I think we need more of you. I think um, one, I think one of those was a best bad movie, so it's a, a whole different movie. podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. You, you brought uh, what dreams may come. I remember. Oh yeah. Oh, mm. <laughs> what a show! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <Some> delightful sap. <laughs> oh man, what a blur! I can't even re- like. I can't remember that. How, like- Tom, how did you pull that? Uh, but, but what dreams make i don't know man. Yeah. that's how my mind works <laughs> yeah i guess i mean i remember the movie i just don't remember recording a podcast about it oh i don't know uh yeah um jamie thank you for being on what do you got what do you got what do you got going on what's your okay where can people find you what's what's your story what's stuff to plug okay okay so um yeah let me I'm going to have to tell a tiny little bit of story, a little information for my plug Ooh. to make sense, but I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it short. No, so for, dude, for those, <laughs> uh, for those who don't know who I am, maybe first time listeners or, uh, you know, it's been four years. Uh, my name's Jamie Kelly. Uh, I do a good handful of the editing for Gamefully Unemployed, mostly the, the Patreon shows, right? This is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm a full-time editor for, um, uh, one nine hundred hot dog with uh, Robert Brockway and Sean Baby. So I'm sure listeners are familiar. There's a lot of crosstalk between fans with those shows. Mm. Um, and uh, my day job, and this is going to be pertinent to the plug, is for 17 years I'm a performer and a producer and a bunch of other things for the adult entertainment industry. Um, 
And the plug is, uh, after a good five year hiatus, um, I'm finally putting season three of my podcast out there in the world. It's called the approximate podcast. And, um, uh, we've been working on it for my co-host and I've been working on it for about eight months now. And it's, we did a, a, like a soft launch, uh, on Thanksgiving just to like test all of our stuff out. But as of the time of this recording, um, our first official episode just came out this morning, uh, December 7th. Ooh, um, nice. And, uh, it is a, uh, show that is, it's all industry insider interviews. Um, specifically folks within the transgender niche of the adult entertainment industry. Um, being, I, I'm here in Vegas and I'm just surround, like this is where the business is. So I'm surrounded by my peers and, um, about eight months ago, I decided it was kind of time to get back in the saddle with the podcast with a much more focused, uh, show. Uh, used to be a real big mess. We just talked about too many things. It was, yeah, like I said, very unfocused. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've made a interview style show featuring folks with, you know, within, uh, within our niche. And it's not a salacious show. It's not a bunch of like porn plugs or it's, you know, it's not that kind of thing. It's, uh, it's a really candid look at what it is to kind of be on the front lines of like, this like the people that like live within the margins, a weird part of, you know, subsect of uh, society. And uh, it's, it's we love it. Uh, very proud of it. Uh, the first two episodes are up now and we're available everywhere. The easiest way to get to it is just to go to approximatepodcast.com. And that's just a landing page for the YouTube, SoundCloud, Patreon, all, all the things, Apple, you name it, we're on it. So that's that's the plug. Uh, and thank you so much. Of course, <laughs> awesome. that sounds absolutely fascinating. Yeah, that sounds really, really cool. Out. For yeah. sure, for sure. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you so much for being on. Um, and uh, you like movies? Um, less and less these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, right, a, that's, that's, that's a loaded fair. question. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Uh, what it's, is this, a yeah. hearing? <laughs> That's a fair, fair answer to to my question. Well, we should talk about movies, right? We, we like, should. We like movies, That's though, why right? we're here. That's why we're here. That's why um, we came we together to, thank... to break bread on this day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> With uh, a this is a good sprinkling of maximum hype. Yes, That's true. I think so too. That's true. I believe this is. I I think this is going to be our second to last hype cast of the year. Um, you may be right. I don't know. I don't. I don't know how time works. But I don't know. That it feels it's correct. We're we're getting close to, to the, we're getting close to the end of the year. We usually take some time off. This might be the second to last. Yeah. We yeah, we still have plenty of podcasts over the break. Oh, yeah. Um but we're going to be like, pre-recording a, a whole a whole bunch of slop for all you guys. You, you'll oh, love yeah. it. You love your slop. You love it. And your we slop. love making it for you. That's true. Speaking of which, we want to thank some producers. Yeah, first. let's do that. Uh big old thank you to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to A Bag Full of Bags. Mm, thank you thank to you. Aaron Burser. Thank you so much. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew. Fuck that last guy, Hal. Mm. <laughs> thank you to Andrew McGuire. Thinks Andrew Hal's a swell guy. Oh, no. Not sure what's Wrong happening order. here. <laughs> I alphabetized, and that is on YouTube. Thank you to Asking Seven. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Dave. Uh, uh, let, me, let, me, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Bob Grenville. 
Thank you. Thank you to Poolison. Thank you to Brian and Tom Nose. Thank you. Thank you to Burrito. Wants you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska because they loves y'all. Pick it up. Thank you to buy TikTok superstars Jason Pargin's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia, out now wherever books are sold. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank and you. And thank you to Christopher Robert Sparks, Esquire. Thank you. All right. Woo! Movies. Time for movies. Moving uh, pictures. <laughs> this trailer came out like the day we recorded last week's Hypecast. That's true. Uh, and we missed it. Um, and But we are going to rectify that. It is Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. Thoughts? Oh, boy. Uh, the moment I clicked play, I was aghast. <laughs> <laughs> the first words out of my mouth are, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I noticed something about all the trailers that uh, that we were assigned. I don't know if it's just me or if YouTube's doing something, but does everything look like it's covered in like a like a, a too much filter? Yeah. I, There's a lot of that. It's always yeah. hard to tell. Yeah. It yeah. comes and goes. Yeah. Color collect- correction is this whole damn thing. Yeah. Um, and- um, this, I would say felt on par with the first mad max in terms of the filter maybe uh, a little more Fury, orange. Fury road you mean yeah that's yeah what I mean. it's just everything yeah. just looked really plasticky a little bit yeah, yeah it's got a kind of a sheen to it my big problem with a lot of the trailers today is that i just could they're dark that's hard for me to see um i think yeah. i might be in the minority here i don't care about the cgi in this as much um like I recognize it's not going to be if it, it the, the big uh, sort of reaction to this trailer has been oh wow it's it looks like all the action CG that's not like Mad Max is a, a stunt movie what made Fury Road awesome was because it had all these practical car stunts that were bonkers um but I don't think like that movie was like so far over budget and and over over production schedule and uh, was just sort of this like beautiful chaotic thing that I don't think is ever going to happen again. Like I don't think they're ever going right. to give him that much money ever again. Not only that, but George Miller's uh, one hundred and eight years old. Yeah, he's he, he old. can't put that like, man you know, out in the sun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I, it's just just to finish up my thought. It's this version absolutely feels like a compromise. Like it, what this was not what I was expecting when he started talking about doing a Furiosa prequel. You know almost 10 years ago now. So like, I feel like we were either going to get this compromised version or no movie at all. And I right. think I'd rather have the George Miller movie. So it's like, yeah, this looks like the Hobbit, but I, I kind of don't care because we already, but like Mad Max is pretty secure. If there's going to yeah. be a compromise, let it be a compromise under his watch. Sure. Yeah. For sure. But yeah. I, I would argue, I don't want the Hobbit. <laughs> No, uh, but I, like, I, like, if he wants to make, it's I, like, he earned his Hobbit, is what I'm saying. Right. Like Peter Why Jackson. Why do you say that? Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, who's who's the who's the uh, Marvel dude in that? Uh, Chris Hemsworth was it? Chris Hemsworth, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny you say about the Hobbit. They put some kind of weird nose on him, and he looks like he's coming straight. He looks like a, a dwarf. Yeah, a little bit um, from the Hobbit I, movies. I I just think this is controversial, but. My my thoughts on it are complicated. One is that maybe there isn't that much CGI, although this was made during the pandemic. I'm guessing there is CGI. The shot that really worried me was the car jumping over the dune. And like, that's a shot that's like, that should just be a stunt. But it looks CGI. I can't say that it is. Um, that said, like in Fury Road, there were a lot of 
CGI shots. Yeah, the environment course, course. CGI. Yeah. Like the people were pointing to the bullet shot in this with Chris Hemsworth Hemsworth and I'm like, meh, that 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 CGI doesn't bother me. The CGI that did was like there was a hand not even a handful. Like one or two car shots that I was like, nah, I don't like that that looks CGI. That but that like isn't enough for me to say, oh no, they ruined it. Um I'm still sort of holding out. I'm cautiously optimistic. That's all to say, though, that if it is all shot in the green screen because George Miller is old and didn't want to or the studio, then I'm kind of like, I don't know, why why make it? You know, um, maybe give it to another director, maybe, you know, maybe get the people who can do it, because otherwise I'm like, I I don't know what the point of that is. And ultimately, then it's like, well, then end on Fury Road, you know, Um, I from a personal level, I am I'm with you to where it's like you know i like george miller i I don't want him to right you know kill himself making this movie (laughs) i i want him he you're right he deserves it you know sure but he's earned his hobbit yeah just like peter jackson earned the hobbit the hobbit still sucks though is the thing exactly (laughs) the hobbit still sucks so i'm i'm like you know for the audience like really sucks yeah so it's like i'm not gonna be like betrayed or hurt no, by this, no. but i'm like I mean, i'd on. rather have a good movie <laughs> maybe does it, it matter maybe, it will. It, maybe it's like just as there's also like there's a little more to mad max than just the stunts it's also like weird and out of its mind so like even yeah. if it's just that with like cgi stunts it'll still be a george we're, miller movie we're also yeah. jumping to conclusions exactly we don't know, you know. Right. we don't know but i don't know i'm i'm i, I feel like i was more optimistic than a lot of people, but I don't know. I don't pay a whole I, lot of attention to these things. Was it always meant to be a prequel or is there think, a reason yeah, why it's not I, a continuation? I think it was, I don't know if it was always meant to be a prequel. I, I think maybe at some point they were talking about doing a Furiosa movie with Charlize Theron attached, but that yeah. it became a prequel pretty early. I think mm. There's some controversy there yeah. there because people were like, fucking Charlize Theron, use her. She was wonderful. And I see that. I also like, um, what's her name? Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, she, the, you know, like if they want it, I don't know. It, it is. It does feel a little weird, but it's. I, I, yeah. Maybe she didn't want to do it. You know, Maybe she didn't want to do <laughs> I've it. Heard, I don't know. I've heard it's, that was not an easy ma- movie to make. Right. Yeah. I am worried about this film a little bit only because I feel like the first one probably it felt like an underdog you know and now the studio's like all right we got to do this let's make more it felt like, and I'm it felt like we were getting gonna... away with something it felt right. like we were all getting away with something with that movie. <laughs> right. i'm scared they're gonna pump gl- this through the system you know uh, make five more yeah uh but we'll see you know <laughs> movies. Uh, movies yay they're back yay and again, I am optimistic because we're just going by this one trailer. Yeah. Um. I I do. I again. I. Oh yeah. That was another thing. I am actually kind of proud of audiences' ability to immediately recognize funny business with CGI. Yeah. Because I didn't think there would be that big of a reaction. That shot I mentioned. That shot is the the like that's a shot that it looks photorealistic. It all looks photorealistic, so I appreciate the audiences kind of subconsciously know what to see, what to pick up on for CGI. And one of the things that worries me is the way the camera is in this. It's very like the camera is moving in this kind of impossible way that makes you automatically know like, oh, I think this is CGI. Yeah, like the, the motorcycle raptor chase in Jurassic World. 
Yeah, exactly. Where you're just like, a, just right. like a, a quick, quick shorthand for for the listeners. Yeah, yeah it has exactly. Pixar camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Pixar camera, and there's a little bit of that in this, um, and that I can see why people are worried um, based on that. Uh, any other thoughts on this? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. Speaking of uh, apocalyptic wastelands, let's talk about Fallout. Ah, oh, yeah, I was so hyped for this because i loved the games um and then jonathan nolan and westworld came on screen and i thought oh (laughs) no because as a as a fan of the games having played a bunch of them fallout is not a mystery box there's usually a Mm. bit of a mystery in each story but it is like a rich fertile like verdant earth for a mystery box so i know Mm -hmm. he's gonna mystery box the shit out of it yeah Yeah, I I was going to ask you guys because I don't know from video games. So I was going to say, like, defer to you guys. Is this what you wanted? Because I don't know. (laughs) It looks exactly like it looks exactly like the game. Basically, Fallout is like, what if a you just like a 1950s continued into a utopic future that then Mm -hmm. became a dystopia. So it's a dystopic utopia of like 1950s futurism it's like very tongue-in-cheek and satirical it's weirdly funny most of the time Mm. um so this trailer like every the look of it looks great like it looks exactly like the game and like the kind of vibe of it too this this the sort of attitude of it um yeah it's it's all that stuff like clicked but the it really i really got that like that bad that bad smell, that like red flag of the Westworldness. I'm going to be weirdly optimistic um, because I actually I have nothing I have nothing at stake here. I didn't I didn't really play the Fallout games. Um, I played one of them a little bit, but I I I'm just not a big fan of the RPG system. It's kind of a shame because they seem like very good games. Um, so I, here's what I'll say is I I'm also with you, Tom. Where Westworld burned me, and I I I. I sort of have cre- like started saying like if a TV show does that, I'm just not going to pursue those creators again because TV shows are such time investments that I want to be more careful. You know, um, that said, Westworld was pretty obviously going to be kind of a uh, problem from the start, meaning that like the first season is kind of fishy, where you're like. You could feel the mystery box and you could feel that they didn't know how to pay it off. So that's all to say that if that is a problem in this, I think you'd be you'll probably know yeah. pretty early. It's just mm. a it's just a shame. Uh I, I don't know. We'll but see. Maybe, Again, we'll I don't see. Know. Yeah. And also maybe it'll be fine. It might, you know, it might like, be fine, uh, yeah. I think the the one of the attributes of Fallout is like unlike something like The Last of Us, which is a very specific story, Fallout's just a setting. So right. uh, they can tell any story they want. It's it they I don't I don't think any of these are like specific characters from any game or anything. So it's like, it's such a good idea in terms of if you want to adapt something into a TV show, it's like a good pick. It's like a dungeon, dungeon and dragons. You can do anything in this, within this universe. And Um, looking at Jonathan Nolan's background, I mean, he wrote, you know, a bunch of other stuff that people love, the prestige, the dark Knight, dark Knight rises, interstellar, at least Mm co-wrote. So, you know, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt there, too. Um, and I think a lot of people did like Westworld, right? Um, but 
they yeah, probably recognize that it they probably recognize that it fell apart almost immediately too. Jamie, did you watch Westworld? No, I didn't because I heard that it stunk. <laughs> yeah. It I wouldn't some really say, I wouldn't say it's obvious stunk, signs but it, at the first season, but the first season is fun. Yeah, it's just very mystery boxy. It's like one of the worst offenders of yeah. being a mystery box. Yeah, to the point that I would assume that's why it only lasted, I think, three yeah, seasons. I think they made it to four, didn't they? Wow. Yeah, I I did not get past two, uh, which honestly was more than I should have given it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was but, it was such a so so many mystery boxes that it was almost a parody like it really was yeah it really was and it, it this logic would like the moment you'd like think about it for just a moment it would really fall it, it was so it was such that they had to completely reset the show in season three they completely reset it yeah they i mean they had to stop mid season one so they could finish writing it and that was really bad sign when they had set up so many mystery boxes in the beginning of that season where you're like, wait, you haven't finished like finish first. My goodness. Um, so it's a yeah, it, it was all a lot of a lot of red flags for that show, I would say. So, yeah, the, this dude is now in charge of the fallout. I don't know. I don't well, know. I, it, all right, like I said, like, it looks uh, so here's, as a here's fallout fan. It looks the, the look of it like the trailer. If you deleted Jonathan Nolan's name from the trailer, this trailer would have me so hyped. Here's the thing. It looks like um, he didn't write it. Or at least he's not credited yet for writing it. Um, one of the writers did the Tomb Raider, the 2018 one, which was, I think, good. Um, another one worked on, let's see, a um, handful of things. Silicon Valley, Portlandia, so comedies actually. Um, so, like, this is all to say that, that make, Jonathan Nolan's sense, name yeah. attached. It's it looks like he directed a few episodes and is a sure. producer. Uh, that's all we really know. So, mm-hmm. you know, could be anything. Yeah. I think did, it could be. Anything. Did you guys oh. see anything in the uh, trailer that excited you, or did it just generally look like you wanted it to look? What I'm really psyched about is Walton Goggins as the ghoul character. Uh, that's, a, that's a type of uh, character and basically a character class in, in Fallout. A ghoul is it's, they're basically someone who was burned by the radiation. Um, yeah. So I like those characters. They're often my favorite characters in the game. Like there's a there's a PI who's like a like straight out of like the 1940s uh, PI who's a, a ghoul in Fallout 4. And he's like my favorite character. There's there they. They 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 lead an inter- an interesting existence, I guess, because they're very outcast, but they're also generally very good people. They just happen to look kind of like uh, monsters. Um, so right. getting Walton Goggins, who I like, I think he's a good actor, uh, playing a character like that. Uh, that's like the shit that I'm into. I'm like, fuck yeah, I want to yeah. see what that story is going to look like in a Fallout TV show. That's cool. Ah, uh, cool. As someone who knows nothing about the game, the presence of Kyle MacLachlan excited me in the one shot of kyle mclaughlin i was like oh shit all right i i have one little aside about fallout and that is my girlfriend who lives in england huge gamer um mm-hmm. and i'm sure she'd be really disappointed in me that i know nothing and can't contribute really to fallout <laughs> lore or anything save for the fact she's screaming at her yeah save right for now. the fact that her favorite is uh fallout new vegas right oh yeah yeah that most people so, cite that one yeah Right. So when she comes to visit me in Vegas, she loves 
to point out all the places in the games that corresponds with like mm. the neighborhood that I live in. Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm inundated enough to where if uh, any anybody comes to visit, I can give you the New Vegas tour. <laughs> That's wonderful. <laughs> You'd be able to find your way through the game pretty well, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it when games do that. Didn't they do... Uh, there's a Fallout in Boston as well. That's three. Right? Oh, yeah. that's three. That's three. I think, Man, oh, wait, that's, I, that's I actually should, four. That's four. I need to give this a better shot. I just... It feels like a game that I should be playing. W- which one does this come from? The mo- The show? This has the look of the current like bethesda ones like i said it's it's uh, more of just kind of a setting than it might, is yeah, a specific story everywhere. um but this has the look of the more recent like fallout 3 and 4 and new uh-huh. vegas <clears throat> um cool Do you, should we move on to this next yeah one? we should uh, sorry everyone leave. emergency vehicles have been going ape shit outside of my oh, house for the past 10 I can't minutes hear it. yeah so i can't either they might yeah oh, they might not hopefully they're not it. hearing it i'm true i'm doing my best to like mute when i'm not talking <laughs> It's tough. It always it always distracts me, even if people can't hear it. You know what I mean? And that's worse because you like you have like weird pauses, and react like right. Nobody else can hear it. Yeah, exactly. Know. Anyway, sorry. This is leave the world behind. Yeah. Um, this is uh, I produced by Obama, the Obamas, I believe. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I I'm trying to figure. Out, I I think it's about like a, a hacking fucking thing like the the is it it looks like supernatural i I don't know i'm looking at it right now and yeah it looks like there's some kind of uh very vague natural disaster kind of movie so here's the here's the what imdb says a family's get uh getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appear at their door and I I agree with you two where it's it's uh it feels more supernatural than that. It just makes me nervous that Obama is like this is the first movie and he's like this is very important. We need to tell people about this story. <laughs> what do you know? I Obama? mean, he's produced other things. But yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fair. <laughs> they have produced I, other things. They had they, you know also, they got a they got a fat contract with Netflix. Oh yeah. It's also just generally weird, right? Like I'm not. It is a little weird. Against it, it is a little weird. But I it's, mean, it's weird for a former president to just be like, "I'm making movies," and you're like, "All right." They probably, yeah. I mean, they probably said that the first president who started doing like speaking tours and getting paid like a hundred grand to talk right. at a graduation. I mean, we've had presidents who made movies and then became president. That's so true. I don't yeah. know. They did it in reverse order. There's, there's no rules here. There's no rules. And, uh, it, is, um, it's, it is a little odd for like just like a kind of standard thriller to be produced by the Obamas. Just, I know there were interviews with writers or people who are like, I got notes from Obama from this. And it's like, how do you I, how do you ignore those notes? Like, I, I, it would be hard to. Yeah, the, uh, the, the president has some yeah. notes. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think about this, though? Yeah, the the, the first I, lady has some notes. Yeah, I, I can't tell. I mean, it looks like a supernatural th- thriller. I, I think Tom nailed it. I, I can't make heads or tails of it. I, yeah. I like that it has Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts in it. Yeah, um, and Mahershala Ali. That's um, right. Yeah. That's a, that's a fucking cast. Yeah, and it's like, got a good yeah, cast. Again, I'm sure like when they're like, you, hey, you want to be in this Obama produced movie, they could probably cast a wide net. Of people interested in that, um, well, and the it, oh, it, the director is somebody too. Kevin Bacon's also in it. Yeah. Oh um, hell yeah, you get a bacon in there. 
Yeah, I, I'm that alone. That cast, I'm, I'm, I'm into it. Oh, it's Sam, you know? uh, it's Sam Esmail. Um, it was Mr. Esmail? Robot and. Oh, it's Mr. It's the robot. Mr. Robot okay. and Briar Patch and a couple other things. Yeah, yes. I mean. Go ahead. The, oh, I was just gonna say, it looks like a decent thriller. You know, like they're they're not telling us much. Um, nope. It's in theaters now, but yeah. it'll be. On, wait, I think it's on Netflix out? today, actually. Yeah, it's on Netflix so, today. Shit. I actually I kind of appreciate to... it. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jamie. Oh, I was just going to say, I was trying to figure, like, uh, when I first, like, took a glimpse at it, it like, if it's like the story of a more evil Airbnb. Like, a, yeah. <laughs> I couldn't quite. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, I, but I kind of don't mind that necessarily. Like, the trailer felt tense, even though I wasn't entirely clear on what was happening. Um, I like the cast. Uh uh, the president wants me to. The, the, the former president and first lady want me to watch this. Yes. Um, watch it. So I yeah. kind of appreciate that duty they don't. To... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was just saying I appreciate that they don't really tell you too much because I like that. Obviously, that's a gripe we have yes. a, a lot on this show. Uh, <laughs> trailers it. show you too much. It, well, and I was going to. Oh well, oh, I was you, just going to say that out of uh, out of all the trailers, this is the one that kind of skirts back from doing. Well, we're just going to show you the whole movie in snippets. Yes. Yeah, so I found I that refreshing. That. <laughs> For that reason, it also like can you? This feels. I, I'm sure the movie doesn't feel this way. This feels like this could have been a Shyamalan movie. Does that make sense? Oh, like the yeah. trailer it is a little the happening. Gives, it is a little the yeah, happening. Mm, yeah, a little yeah. happening. Cabin the cat. Knock, knock, knock at the cabin. Knock at the cabin. Like or whatever. yeah, like it, it's cryptic enough in the trailer that uh, like I actually got like faint Shyamalan vibes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, a I'm, shy Amalan. Nice. Yeah, I'm into this. I'll watch this. Yeah, I'll watch this on Netflix. It's on Netflix right now. Exactly. Guys. I'm extremely excited about this next one. Um, it's already getting good reviews, which makes me even more exciting or excited. This is um, ISS. This is a. I thought this was a premise everybody has come up with. I Lord knows I thought of this premise. If you go on like, if like, you ever go on like uh, TikTok and there'll be like those animations of like astronauts on the moon and they look up and the this world explodes oh sure yeah yeah everybody's had this this idea i think um it's people on the space station and then suddenly a nuclear war breaks out on earth and they're all <laughs> looking down like uh-oh that's that's probably not good uh and it turns out we are you know at war america's at war with russia and then they get messages up yeah. which is a real dick move real dick move from the countries they're just like yeah fuck them up fuck the other side yeah, up. take over so the space station right I, I i would be like absolutely not like <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about but yeah that's the premise um from the director of blackfish which is sure. weird information listen you gotta diversify yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, they no. Person's a monolith, too. Dave. Yeah, people contain uh, multitudes. <laughs> it, it is a terrifying premise uh, from the point of view of the uh, folks on on the uh, ISS. Yeah, it can, yeah. I mean, remind, would, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You wouldn't stop shitting your pants. Oh no! Yeah, right. <laughs> at least the yeah. Sorry. Oh no! The only thing I I think they did the right thing with making because it looks like it's a thriller. Where they're yes. actually going to like fight the Russians, I I get why. I feel like the most realistic thing would be that no one would do that. They'd be like, right. Your okay. first impulse wouldn't be <laughs> to yeah, fight the only other remnants your, of humanity. Yeah, your colleagues that you were just working and living you, with. 
couple I mean, moments how, ago. How are you going to fight? So you were just singing fucking Winds of Change with them. How are you going to fight? Right. Yeah, also they're astronauts. I'm pretty sure they don't know how to fight either. Like, that's the other thing. It would be really <laughs> funny if it was just like these nerds trying to fight and they were all terrible at it. Um, no, that that seems unrealistic. But kind of, I could almost immediately see writing a movie like this and realizing that something has to happen like to to keep it going so i get it yeah it'd be pretty shitty just watch an hour and a half of them just like figuring out their rations and that yeah i will say something like that like you know the movie gravity pulled it off uh they could have thought of other things but i get it again i i want to see people have a knife fight in zero gravity yeah no it's cool (laughs) and it's like it reminds me a little bit of lifeboat yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The, uh, I like that the uh, Game of Thrones pirate king is in this. He's he's one of yeah. the Russians. You can't you can't put that guy on a space station. You yeah. uh-huh. also devils in it. It's like putting a baboon on a spaceship, like in that yeah. in Brad Astronaut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a Chris Messina devil, famous for devil, is in this. So he is in it. Too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it, this one. It, lo- it looks like you know. It, it looks like a, a pretty good uh, thriller. Uh, like corny. It's going to be corny, but like it's a cool idea. I'm most excited for this because again, it's one of those premises that I'm like, ah, damn, someone finally did it. Um, that's great. I can't wait to watch this fucking ridiculous film. Yeah, yeah. Great. yeah it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, same. <laughs> uh, nothing. I was. I was just agreeing. It, it. It's. It's. I don't know. I think this is a delight. I think this is the. This is. Hold on. Let me. Let me double check. This might be. Oh, this is the second. That I'm the second most excited for this film. <laughs> or that. Sorry. This is the film I'm second most excited for on this list. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm pretty much having watched all these. I'm. I'm saving my hype. For something a little more towards the end. That's fair. Yeah, there's there's a few things Protect towards the end. Um, <laughs> no, Dave, I, no, 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 I love I love this for you. I love this for you especially. Oh yeah, um, I don't know. But I, just I think am this into is this. Stupid this is, fun no, plot. this is pure. This is pure. I love it. Yeah. Um, this one looks good too. Griselda. This is what is this? The Netflix. This is as well? a, this is a Netflix series. Yeah. yeah uh, a, Lady Scarface, right? Yeah, is that what yeah, this is? Griselda Blanco. Real person, yeah, for sure. Real person, um, extremely cold-blooded person. Oh, yeah, Robert yeah. did uh, cover her on Behind the Bastards. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, did they, I feel like there's been characters based off of her, like they did that cannibal, or cannibal, the character in Hannibal at the beginning, that lady who has the baby strapped on her. Oh. I think that might have been. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, the movie, the movie Hannibal. And, yeah, and the movie Hannibal. Um, I don't know, but uh, apparently, according to the notes here, Tom, uh, what you said, Tom, there's a Lifetime movie about her as well. <laughs> yeah, starring Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> I'll watch that. I'll watch the shit out of that. Yeah, no, this what looks do you guys good. Think of this? this looks good. I, I like Sofia Vergara. Was this a, a movie or a TV show? I believe this is a series on Netflix. Oh, okay. oh shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's from the makers of Narcos. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. It looks like it's glorifying her a bit, and I for would sure, say, yeah. When is that different than any movie about any criminal, yeah, ever made? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't hey. like an extreme anti-hero just tearing ass through eight episodes or something? Yeah, <laughs> that's one scene where she's beating the fucking Christ out of that dude with a bat. I'm like, yeah, 
Watch this. Yeah. Beat his ass. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> yeah. I, I doubt she's the yeah, I don't No, comes I out mean it's gonna hero. it's gonna be like a yeah, it's gonna be like a Scarface the Godfather thing where it's like, oh yeah. yeah. The, 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 the the rise is great, but the fall is terrible. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe the the actual person is She is dead. Dead, dead for about ten years. Spoiler yeah. alert, oh, Jesus. Spoiler. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, I have nothing else to say about this. Uh-uh. I think it looks neat. Yeah, a little, little, little gangster series. Nice. Yeah. yeah. A little gangster biopic series. Uh, it looks good. Yeah. looks good. I've yeah. not I've not watched any of Narcos, but... Um, Neither have I. I bet it's good. Everybody nah, here's says great. it's good. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's, everybody's I trust into them. it. Yeah. I trust I'll them take right their here. word for it. <laughs> I love how unqualified we are. Yeah. <laughs> to comment on this particular trailer. Yeah. Seems neat. This, uh, this next one. This oh, is kind of neat. Yeah, I'm really this is like this really one. hip, like really hip life of Brian. What is this? Yeah, the book of Clarence. Um, it's got um, Lakeith uh, Stanfield, Lakeith Stanfield, James McAvoy, and they sneak it right in the fucking end that Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, um, which I'm uh, that's just made me laugh. Um, it's life of Brian. It's uh, it's a guy who lives the same time as Jesus, who starts a grift saying, "I'm also the Messiah," uh, to make money. Um, they tell you way too much in this trailer, in my opinion. Yeah, I thought they so seem too. To take us through the whole damn movie. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah, including Jesus throw- showing up like he's Thor. Um, with magic power. It's very Magneto it's, Jesus, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely Life of Brian by way of Inglorious Bastards is the yeah. trailer. Yeah. And it's such a fucking over the top idea. Because, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, Life of Brian is a very old movie, but like, this is like the additional, the that additional level of, of the Inglorious Bastards edge that I can't, yes, I can't believe this movie exists. Um, I know. It looks so cool and weird, and it's such a weird idea. Um, I'm it really, really into this. Yeah, surprisingly more earnest than Life. Of yeah, Brian. it looks like real genuine. Has, like, like he, it's, well, they yeah, show us yeah. the whole movie. Uh, well, not real genuine, but there's like action in it. Right, <laughs> it's like an action but they movie. they do show um, it, more of a sincere turn. Yeah, it's not yeah. a comedy. I don't think it's, it, doesn't it doesn't look appear, like it. It doesn't appear it's, to be. Although it's it, listed it, as comedy adventure drama. Yeah, um, it definitely it, looks it looks funny, like tongue in cheek to an extent. But yeah, you're yeah. right. It doesn't look like a like a like it's necessarily a comedy. It's le- it's it's more that the comedy is less what you'd expect, right? Life of Brian. It's gonna have like its moments, yeah. This, yeah, you'd expect this to almost present like a parody, um, and it's almost it's more genuine than that. Uh, but I I don't think I I think they know it's silly, you know. Oh, I'm how really could hoping. You not? Yeah. I think it would be very funny if Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch played Jesus, and he <laughs> just had the Doctor Strange like um, goatee, and they just made him Doctor Strange. But I'm guessing that's not the case. I do think it's bold to give Jesus like Magneto powers. Um, yeah, it's 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 weird. There's, like it's, it's gonna it's gonna definitely catch some people the wrong way. I'm sure. It's weird. Oh, right? that's gonna be it's, great. Yeah, I look forward to that. I mean, I'm very excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Or it'll like, go by with uh, yeah, I don't, you know, and with nobody. No, this is going to be universally accepted. Come on, <laughs> it's coming out January, so they're de- in theaters. So they're definitely the the studio is sort of like sneaking it out, right? Like we haven't completely got over that January uh, 
release schedule, right? No, that's true. Yeah, that's still true. But it looks legit. Like I'm yeah. I'm pretty excited for this. Yeah, I'm it's, into it. Yep. Yeah. It's also like if you're gonna make a movie, you might as well make a weird fucking movie, right? You might as well make one like this. You'd so. hope so. We need more yeah. of it. <laughs> right, exactly. Like it, it stands out in a very delightful way. Yeah. Um should we talk about uh this is a TV show, uh Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Um sure. people might forget that in the King Kong in the cinematic universe, the modern King Kong it's the name of the fucking organization and i point that out because right away i'm like terrible title like call it godzilla legacy of monsters yeah what are you doing yeah yeah because monarch it's it's not agents of shield okay like we're we're not following this as much as you want us to be yeah right well as it was going um I saw the – I couldn't tell what it was at first, and I was trying to make the Monarch connection, and I thought, oh, okay, Godzilla. So is Monarch – Monarch's the big, like Mo- – and then I was like, no, no, it's Mothra. So I was trying to figure out what the right. fuck a Monarch was. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just this the, is the problem. It's the name of their stupid club. Yeah, call right. the show Godzilla, you knobs. Like, <laughs> yeah, why would you I, do that? The, it's because these new – these, like – I. I think I mentioned this recently. I watched all of the new Godzillas and Kongs recently, just one after the other. And uh, they're fine. Um, you know, all my, the opinions I had on them the first time I watched them stand. But one of the things that's very obvious watching them all is like, oh, God, you really wanted to be Marvel. Uh, yeah. And nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants that. No. And that's okay. Although I hear yeah. Godzilla minus one whips ass. So I, I was just about to yeah. bring but that up. Yeah. That's not That's not this. This, this is the legendary. No. These are the American movies. <laughs> these yeah, are, no, no, no. No, there's a real Godzilla out there that I, I, we ought to be watching it. <laughs> yeah, there is. And it's apparently dope as shit. And I can't wait to see it. This, yep. me too. I should, my comment on this is I should be way more excited about a Kurt Russell in a Godzilla TV show. Right. The problem is, is that they're just I, they, I these really... movies have been for me. I I I like Skull Island and Godzilla versus Kong, okay, but I thought overall these movies are really fucking boring. They're mid, yeah. And, and then meanwhile, Godzilla minus one comes out, and they're like, "See, Get this is how it's ass, supposed to be." Apparently, yeah. It's and that funny. and that's sort of the, <laughs> the problem all along is like all of the Godzillas watching them again. They were all they're all like, once you get past the spectacle of the effects and you're just watching the movie for the second time, it's just very boring. And it like, none of it makes sense. You start noticing more and more plot holes, which like, who cares? But also like it adds up. And then this show, I'm like, you're you're looking for those things because you're bored. Right. And then there, I think there's an element of destruction fatigue, which is like, you watch this and you're like, it's just noise after, after a point. Right, and it's like, is every is the whole world gonna just be rubble by the end of this show? <laughs> like, are are they gonna have a different plot? Like a TV show, maybe you could spend more time on the characters, but so far, none of these movies really had good characters either. So it's like, what? I, I don't know if I could watch nah. a season of this. Dare I say, minimum hype? Yeah. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't that doesn't pass said, muster now. Real minimal hype. <laughs> right. <laughs> Real whimper I, uh, of a hype, yeah. My 
I guess my, I don't know if it's controversial opinion, is that this show does look better shot than the next trailer, which is Godzilla yeah, XCOM, just re- I do the like, new empire. Just real quick, I do like the idea of having Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell play the same character in different timelines on this show. Yes. I think that's right a cool idea. idea. Yes, they built a whole movie around that, or show around that idea, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, which, I mean, that at least tells me that they tried to do something with this character so maybe that's interesting i just wanted to yeah wanted to say that so we're not just dumping on for sure (laughs) and i honestly i feel bad about this next show because i really like adam wingard and he is directing this dan stevens is in this rebecca hall is in this um it it you know like god godzilla versus kong we said was a fun movie Mm -hmm. but like did you guys have the same reaction it I could. They didn't feel big at all in any shot of this. I, in fact, at some points they introduce a new baby Kong, and I was like, I have no idea how big that thing is. They haven't <laughs> shot it in a way that makes it look big. No how sense of that scale. Yeah. Yeah. There's no scale in this trailer because they're shooting them at like eye level or even above, and, and, and then yeah, they're in like caves and rocks where there's no scale, where it's like they're not next to buildings. Um, and so it, I, for most of the trailer, I was just like, I don't feel like these are big creatures. Now, and it, it's just – it looks real chintzy too. It's like what kind of fucking land of the lost bullshit is this? I, I hate it. <laughs> I know. I, it's, and it's a shame. I, yeah. I don't mind the, the hollow earth stuff because it's so out of its, it's head. Silly, it's silly. Yeah. It's so crazy. But – um. It just doesn't that, look very that interesting baby, in this. That baby Kong it fills me with rage. Oh, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's why I think like Godzilla Minus One works. Yeah, let's talk about how, that movie. <laughs> yeah, how, how often do they make a Godzilla film uh, over there? I I'm feel not like sure. every a couple of years. Yeah, years, there was, every couple of years, was right? Just one recently, I think, before this. I could be wrong, but I think there's right. a, a quarterly quota of Godzilla movies that must be made. Right. There, there, right. there are there are more than thirty. Yes, so they make them every few years. I would argue. Yeah, right. With some regularity. And then every few years, they just make one, and it's almost always feels like the same thing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. here's Godzilla. He's gigantic. He fights something. End of movie. And I gotta say, it's working just fine. Right. Because it feels like they're hyper focused on making these movies that are big spectacles, and that they know that like Godzilla is a threat. They don't try to go into this like elaborate. No, lore. no, 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 no. No, you can't new Coke a Godzilla movie. Fuck that. Right. Uh, and, and maybe I'm, I, you know, I haven't seen them all. So maybe people are listening. They're like, oh, that's not quite the truth. But that's how it feels. Where like this feels like this one, Godzilla X Kong, the new empire. Just the the, the name alone. I'm it's like, fuck, man, as shit. what are you talking about? Yeah, and there's like there's like ten, there's like or even more than ten. There's like a bunch of Kongs, and they're their own society. Right, there's and, the, the one I love, Evil Kong. <laughs> I love Bald Kong. It's right. the Evil Kong. <laughs> He's they just bald to introduce and new villains because they can't, they don't. That's the other thing. They don't want Godzilla or Kong to be bad, right? Or seen as bad. So, and I know, like that again. That's kind of par for the course for Godzilla, right? There's always something for him to fight. I mean, and, and like, certainly in these movies, he's straight up the villain in the Godzilla minus one. Yeah. But yeah. it does feel like they're so caught up in lore 
and them as protagonist main characters that the humans are constantly boring. These movies are not shot in a way to make them feel big or powerful. Uh, and they're because they're the protagonists, they're shooting them like protagonists. Right. It's yeah. weird. So it just looks just like small. There really is. I was watching it again with the sound off while we've been talking about it, which isn't it. You, you should Same, do that. Yeah. You'll, you'll notice just how nothing it's, the trailer is when you, you know what it is. Up. It's, it's rise yeah. of the planet of the Kongs. It's uh yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah, not not interested. You're right, there is just absolutely nothing to get the scale in. So it's just like the last shot, which is just Godzilla and Kong running towards the camera, which is just funny as hell. I love it. Right. Um, but it just looks like an Avengers shot because there's nothing in that shot that tells us how big they are. Right. The environment <laughs> is weird. The weird crystal caves. So the crystals are gigantic. So they look. They're in the, the, <laughs> the crystal like, cave. Again, they're in, they're in the, the cavern of Steven Seagal's blues album. <laughs> right. And the crystal, again, making the crystals huge means that they just look to scale with the crystals. Yeah. Um, it's shot at eye level. Like it's, it's that sort of thing where it's just like, you're forgetting the, the, the core thing about, uh, kaiju films, which is that look how big they are. Yeah, That's giant the monsters, whole yeah. thing. Yeah. You got to fill that frame with as much Kong as possible. Right. Yeah. And so you, you go back to like, put his dick in there. Uh, what are we beating around the bush for? Oh, absolutely. Let Kong swing dong. I've been saying they need to. Peter Jackson needs to do a dong edit. <laughs> Look, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I don't want to like you know show my cards or anything. But there's parodies in the works. You know, on my side of things. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. These cowards <laughs> like, in Hollywood need to take it to the next level absolutely. if they want. If they want me to keep buying tickets. If you go watch the 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 T Rex fight. And you just mentally insert a dick in yep. that fight. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> just flop it around. Yeah. Swinging at the camera. Um, but yeah, again, I really like Adam Wingard. And, and so, like, I'll, I don't know, I'll take some mushrooms and see this. Sure. But they've it all looks kind pretty. of been the same. Yeah, kind of. They, they've all the been shots. very pretty, fun in theaters. And then, like, you never think about them again. Oh, yeah. You no, know what I, there should be? Yeah. You know what there should be? There should be a thing where you you want to like give to oh oh that that person's great. I'm not going to see that movie, but I I wish him well. So you should be able to just you just put that like eleven twelve dollars to their Patreon or you yeah. know just give them the money directly. Just or put like, it into a like trust. A, <laughs> there should be like a vote where like you can you can put yourself down to like not going to watch that, but I like the people in it, and so Hollywood could look at that and go like okay, got it, all right. <laughs> acknowledged because yeah i mean if i were this director how could you not make this you know like he's getting tons of money i'm sure a lot of it's just cgi i think there was an interview where he was saying that like this is like the like there are entire sequences that are just all in a computer and i'm like great that doesn't make me any more excited but again it's godzilla what do you expect um but like that sounds like a fairly fun job you know uh hmm. Yeah, making so a big it. effects yeah. dinosaur movie, sure. Why not? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Dave, yeah. <laughs> I am so very excited to talk about this next thing. This next and final trailer is called No Way Up. Uh, if you haven't watched the trailer, I mean, everybody's got to be talking yeah, about yeah. it, Yeah, right? yeah, pause it right now. We'll about. wait. Go watch the trailer yeah. for No Way Up starring Colm Meany. Starring Colm Meany. Starring Colm Meany. And sharks. <laughs> Fucking Chief O'Brien. I am so excited. <laughs> it's all I ever wanted. Um, yeah, he's going to Chief O'Brien some sharks. 
She, Probably yeah, not. This is this is one of the, oh, this is perfect. I want to. I just want to give the thirteen dollars to this uh, fucking Miles's Patreon. That's that's. <laughs> oh man, I'm oh, I'm so I'm so excited. I'm yeah, so fucking excited. So the premise is: is a bunch of goofballs are on a plane and it crashes in the ocean and sinks. They're trapped inside. One of them, I guess, is some sort of influencer or actress who has a bodyguard that is Cole yeah. Meany. And Cole Meany very clearly uh, is eaten by the shark pretty early <laughs> in the film. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what's very funny. In the trailer, uh, he just suddenly vanishes. Isn't the in the trailer. movie anymore. Yeah. Well, you, you kind of you skip to the end. See, I, I was drawn in because, oh, wow, what a scenario. Plane horribly crashes into the middle of the ocean. They sink to the bottom. And I thought, oh. A kick-ass survival movie, yeah. and then monsters. I said, "Oh fuck, it's a right. monster movie." Like the they sharks? ruined yeah. they ruined my movie, and then it's fucking Bruce. It's a goddamn shark and a yeah. killer shark at that. It's out for them. From the director of Hollow Man Two. Mind oh you. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That seems, that seems Sniper like, Ultimate Kill. Seems like the pedigree straight to I video will, sequels to uh, marginally do, successful films. I do have a compliment for this movie: is that I actually think the shark in the trailer looks good because they don't show it. They show it, it's all enshrouded in darkness, and it's actually kind of kind of scary. Good, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a creepy shark in the trailer. I I keep saying in the trailer because Lord knows what it's going to be in the, you know, in the rest of the thing. Right. Um, but I I I gotta give them credit. The shark looked uh creepy. It also stars the nephew of David Attenborough, Will Attenborough, um, or star like he's in it. So like. This is a cast, man. I'm excited. <laughs> Real powerhouse cast. Fucking hell, meanie. And like it, it's the a, moment you realize he has to like do a lot, I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, he's not doing like, any of this. He's he's checking out of this movie in in 15 minutes. <laughs> I, I it does it does seem like the shark was kind of unnecessary. I do like that it's there because <laughs> like Dave was yeah. saying, they they're doing some uh, interesting stuff with it. Like the very last shot of the trailer is this person in the fuselage of the plane trying to put some bag on or something and the shark is just kind of very slowly drifting towards him with its mouth open like yeah. it, the shark is behaving like a fucking maniac and i love that yeah. for this yeah. movie yeah really unsettling face to face somebody's gonna lose their face and it's not can, gonna be the shark yeah can can fish have like a social disorder <laughs> What's the wrong fish with isn't, that shark? The fish isn't actually looking him in the eye. Yeah, what's 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 going on with that shark? I'm just gonna say it. This is the best movie ever. Yeah, um, Cole Meany's gonna get eaten by a shark. Movie. The shark yeah. is like deliberately fucking with these people. It's being I'm weird so, on purpose. I'm so I want I want because again, there's a there's this, a line where Cole says like I can't do this with you. I'm sorry. Like, it's clear that he's like giving a speech of I'm going to die speech yeah. as he goes to do the suicide mission. I'm hoping he bursts out of the shark in the third act. <laughs> like, Cole Meany erupts from the shark's stomach. Vice versa. Like, I hope the shark erupts from him. Like, as, oh, as yeah. he's the, it's their take on the deep blue sea. Uh, yeah. Uh, it just oh, bursts yeah. out of him like a chest burst. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's so they, see. It's released in January, January 26th. I'm guessing not in theaters. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be front of line yeah. with this they, movie wherever wherever it comes out. Found a way to give us uh, fucking sharks on a plane, so that's that's nice. They, yeah. One of the characters even <laughs> says that in the trailer. 
What's a shark does, doing on a plane? Because yeah. you're at the bottom of the ocean. What a stupid yeah. thing to say. That, what a stupid is, thing yes. to say. We should yes, feed you the shark. That is a very shark. dumb thing. We're underwater right now, dickhead. That's why the shark's on the plane. You fucking idiot. Oh, man. <laughs> that, that should be the very next line. <laughs> oh. Yeah, what what are, what are you saying that for? A you doing bits? What's wrong? Are with you, you trying out bits right now? I'm so fucking excited you for this. Jerk, Colmini is dead, and you're working on your tight five, you motherfucker. Yeah. And you're trying to hit he us with zingers. Colm is bit and he's bleeding. Oh uh, shit! By that I'm freak so shark. <laughs> I'm so excited for this movie. <laughs> oh, uh, fuck. This was when I said second most, the movie I was second most excited for. I was talking about this as yeah. being the movie I'm first. So it goes, and for me, it goes No Way Up, ISS, then uh, Furious. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. No Way Up. Mm. Um, so fucking excited. I look over at the shark. It's eating wax fruit. Oh, man. Mm. Why is it doing that? <laughs> With this shark. Make an unbroken eye contact with them. <laughs> shark is fucking weird, weird, right? Weird shark. Yeah, weird yeah. shark. <laughs> I want to make that movie. <laughs> the shark's pretty weird. I think just, it's like the fucking the trailer shot is just them getting all serious. You guys, I think this shark is a fucking creep. Yeah. <laughs> just creep shark. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh. Should we? Uh, yeah, we on? should. We should name some producers. Some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Big old thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank, thank you very you. much. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank, thank you. Thank you to David Knife Boot. Knife Boot. Henson. Thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Dracula, the bus driving vampire. Yeah. Uh, thank <laughs> you to Driftless and his elephant army. Demand you watch Lair of the White Worm. Sure. Can do. Thank you to E.T., the extravagant terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Rooms. Thank you. Thank you to Funky Jim. Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. Uh, thank you. Thank you to Happy Holidays from the ghost of Dave Andrew Thomas. Ooh. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let me Ooh. swoop in here. Thank you to Heathless Helping Handfuls. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Issue 3 is out now. Gorgeous health on our fiction. Gorge. Thank you. Thank you to Jay the Crow Baron says, Have a great holiday season. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mime on a podcast. Thank you. Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on, on me. me. Thank yeah. you to Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. And thank you to Mongolian throat skanking. Thank you. Mm. All right. Thanks for helping News. us out really exciting news week i do want to say uh so the sag thing they voted they mostly voted yes so hypecast remains um mm. not much to say about that Woo. yeah i mean there's tons to say about that but, but yeah uh we got this news about sebastian stan playing a young trump donald trump in a movie called the apprentice i my one note is like i don't know maybe see how his story ends before making a movie about him but you know, right yeah that doesn't stop he them. could be the uncontested dictator of the country right like maybe wait maybe wait i don't know <laughs> i don't know they, I, this is also it's part of this trend 
I've talked about it a lot before, uh, but just when we do these really, really fast-tracked biopics or, like, movies about real-life events like Sully and shit like that, is you need to have time, like you're saying, we need to see how his story is. We need to have time to, like, know what the historical ultimate, like, context of this is going to be. Yeah, give it 20 years. Yeah, give us some time. Stop doing... I'm not interested in seeing the SNL version it's like when they put out right. W while George W. Bush was still in office. Like, I don't need to see the SNL version of George W. Bush's presidency right now. It's currently still happening. That's like, the other part. We're still contending like... with Donald Trump right now. I don't need to watch a fucking movie about him. He's He won't go away. So I right. don't need a movie about him right now. Exactly. It's like, you know what people want? Trump. And it's like, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, like, Brendan Gleeson played him too. And I bet that's a very good performance. Never going to watch it. No interest. It, that was a weird show, the Comey Report, um, for no other reason than I reviewed it for while I was still working at Collider. It was wild to like remember all the things that I had forgotten <laughs> happened because so much happened in like the first six months of Trump's presidency. Like hmm. we, there was, it was like every fucking day, like it was no, every week there was like a huge scandal. <laughs> Like it was right. relentless. So like yeah. the Comey rule, Comey rule, that's what it was called, not the report. So the Comey rule was at least had some value in that where watching it, like I didn't, re- I didn't realize how much I had forgotten about what happened during right. those four years. It's like, fuck, that's right. This was nuts. Um, yeah. But this is, it's, it still had the too soonness to it. Um, and so does this. I don't know. Yeah. Again, he's running this or next year. So it's, I don't know. I don't know who wants this. Um, no, but I'm fuming that this exists at all. This is the film equivalent of a monument that needs to be torn down now. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do we like? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's pointless. It just, pointless. I don't know. It's a pointless it, it, again, exercise. It's fucking gross. Like, I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And we have this long election season already. And it's just like, this just adds to the exhaustion. It's even, yeah, giving it the, the most generous benefit of the doubt. There's, there's no reason to make this. Like, there's nothing, what do you, what, there's nothing to say. There's nothing, there's no observation to make at Here's this point. Here's the thing that bums me out. Um, apparently, the numbers must say differently, right? Because they keep doing it. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like you'd, you'd think no one would fucking watch these. And it fascinates me. That they keep making them because I'm like, surely no one's watching these, are Wait, they? Is is this meant for like, you know, those people? I don't think so. I I um I think it, that's the other part. It's always like, look how bad Trump is, and it's like, yeah, I know, you uh. know, like I don't think it's it's not going to be pro Trump. I'm guessing it's this. It's it's that. It's it's a lot of like you know, liberal Hollywood. Just like, like, again, since W and the thing is, is like, this happens all the time. Like, you know, like the Daily Wire does this too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. This is a don't look up, right? That's essentially what this is. Exactly. Where it's like any politically charged movie that's politically charged, like, you know, like this directly uh, contemporary always just feels like not a great story either. And just sort of like, it's a group of people sort of just like getting out their frustrations. And it's yeah. like, no, I get it. You know? Yeah. Um, nah, these people are not getting my Patreon dollars. Not not a cent. Nope. Right. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> Nothing for you, Sebastian Stan. I'm disappointed in you. Yep. 
Anyway, speaking of slow news weeks, uh, I just had to point out this article that's been going around saying Nicolas Cage says he might retire in a few films. And I was like, okay, so he's not retiring. Right. And, and, also, and also, he he said what he said was, oh, yeah, I think I want to go to TV. Like, he wants to do TV. So he's definitely right. not retiring. He just kind of wants to do TV instead of he movies. He literally <laughs> said after three or four films, he wants to go to TV. Yeah. And I'm like, how is this? This article is like a thousand words. Yeah. It was probably <laughs> written by a robot. <laughs> yeah. It simultaneously said he wants to spend the last 15 or so years of his life with his family. So I guess they're going to be on set or. Right. <laughs> I, I think he's just saying that, like, he's going to do a few films, maybe some TV and then retire. Um, and it's like, yeah, that sounds right. Sounds about you know? right. He's 60. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. 60. It's just it's very funny how incredibly nothing this news was. Yeah. Uh, and when I was looking for news, it like kept showing up and I'm like, all right, I, I guess that's I will news. S- I do say there there is this like, I don't know. Uh, there's this, the, the fact that this was treated like a, st- I mean, obviously Nicolas Cage is very popular. He said he might stop acting. Yeah. People don't want him obviously to go away because everybody loves him. But like, if it does feel like, like acting and filmmaking is kind of a profession where we're sort of surprised when people retire. It's like, yes. oh, you don't want to just keep working until you die? No, not really. <laughs> right. I think it's because, like, you know, if you're like a a construction worker, we're not like, oh, yeah, we need 90-year-old construction workers. But we do need, like, 90-year-old we, we do need old-ass motherfuckers for movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Who's going to play like... grandpa? Exactly. Uh, Nicolas Cage could play a grandpa. It's true. You know? Uh, any other thoughts on this? Nope. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Final news. Uh, the Marvels is officially the lowest grossing MCU movie. Um, Good. Fuck even em. though. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like it, 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 it's like there is definitely like a review double standard, right? Where it's like other films with the same reviews and like are being treated. But it, I, I assume it's because like. You know, every other Marvel film had a certain expectation for it. Um, I don't think it has anything to do with the film itself. I think people are just yeah, pretty done. I, tired. I mean, yeah. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, I was just saying, we're, we're fucking tired. It doesn't... Who gives a shit? <laughs> it's it's hard. Like, I, I had wrote a few things down in the notes because I think that's definitely true because you can just look at all of the superhero movies that came out this year. All of them bombed except for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That was the only right. one that did well. Like Ant-Man did not do well. Flash did not do well. Blue Beetle did not do well. Marvel's yeah, bombed. I watched, I watched no. Blue Beetle, by the way, just casually. That movie is very like standard issue superhero movie. And so I think what it is is that like there's – it has nothing to do with quality. Exactly. It's like it's either, it's either extremely good. Like Guardians of the Galaxy 3 was extremely good. It was also – Or the- we're just – that was What's also that? the finish of a series too, so it had yeah. people were attached to it. It was the send off yeah, of these characters. It had a, a lot of goodwill built up behind exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's what it is, is that what they're learning is that just you can't just have a superhero film anymore. It's not enough. You have to people have to be interested. Have to give a shit. Right. And it know? can't and it can't just look like another origin story with the sense of the case of Blue Beetle, even though I've heard that movie's fine. Like I heard the Marvels is fine. But anyway, so that, that's the, that there's the fatigue aspect. Then there's like like the the movies just haven't been that great lately. Like That's a lot of the thing. MCU of ones have like Ant Man was dog shit. It was um, bad. There's and there's been bad ones before that. Um, 
the, the, people it, are... the COVID thing, you know, it's, it's, I think this wasn't this movie, this movie was filmed and produced during COVID. Um, Probably. Yeah. It's, and then also plus just... the SAG and, and the strike, so they couldn't promote it. It was like a perfect storm of stuff around the movie. You know, it's just they just yeah. need to dial it back, and I think they already know, right? Yeah. Oh, like, also, this isn't this like the first one that sort of requires you to have seen the shows because both feels that way. Um, um, I think her name is Monica Rambo and uh, um, Miss Marvel. Marvel? Both, They're both from, from the TV, TV shows, show. right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah think there's so. a barrier for entry. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think so. I think this is the first one where you kind of have to see, have seen the shows to understand what's happening. I think technically you don't, but like, it, yeah, it's hubris where they're like, everybody loves us. They're going to watch all these TV shows. They're going to do this work. They're going to they're going to spend thousands of hours. And and what happened is they just stopped giving us quality stuff. They yeah, and just sort of expected to make MCU. a billion dollars each time. Like even Bob Iger admitted that in in the yeah, article exactly. you linked, but. Mm-hmm. There's the, the the thing that actually kind of like I would be totally completely like good fine fuck them they deserve to like stumble because this was just such a like you, they were such hubris that they didn't care about the quality anymore if but I do I am bothered by how much like the trades and the discussion is like hanging the the failure of the movie on on uh, Nia DaCosta the director yeah um, which she she did uh, Candyman right yeah which was great she's yeah I was gonna say she's incredible yeah. I love her. And so, um, like, they, she doesn't deserve any of no. that. No, so like these, because it's clear, it's clear that the the problem, like the failure of the movie didn't, and like the reviews were not weren't great, but they were pretty average. Like it didn't get bad reviews, so it just seems Again, like I'm, the I'm failure sure of the fine. right, the failure of the movie doesn't seem to be the movie itself. But they were like these weird things, like uh, headlines on the Hollywood Report, like oh, she didn't go to the rap party, and you read the article, and it's like, well, she wasn't invited. And it's like, oh, she was in London working on her next she film when the Marvels was in post-production. In. And it's like Marvel famously, like notoriously locks the directors out of post-production. Right. She wasn't invited to the rap party? Something like it was That's, some party. Yeah. Like, and it was like the, the, the headline was like, here's why DaCosta bailed on this party. Like they used the word bailed. And if you read the article, it's like, oh, she wasn't invited. <laughs> right. And again... <laughs> Be, we all know this famously yeah marvel doesn't give a fuck about the no, director it's not a That's filmmaker's why, studio <laughs> right my assumption is she she got in got some money and left yeah um i never once assumed differently no and that's, again that's fine that's um, that's what the that's what this machine is like marvel's a machine right and they put that out yeah. right if yeah. they want directors to give a shit they should have treated them better yeah uh from the start and so like that's what all this is. This is the end of a long line of things that it's like, yeah, I mean, it should have happened sooner if you ask me, but it, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping they sort of uh, maybe wrap up a few things and then move on, make X-Men in a different universe or something, which I hear is in uh, the Marvels. Apparently there's an X-Men thing. There, uh, there was like, allegedly, yeah, yeah, but like you know, people like X Men, they like Fantastic Four. Sure, maybe people just still say, like superheroes. It's just fucking pump the brakes. Yeah, do like one. It's been maybe two nothing a year. but superheroes for twelve years. Yeah, like, maybe honestly, maybe one a year because you know DC is going to keep doing them too. Yeah, and I know it's and not Marvel's it's just, fault, but it's yeah, like, it's just like there, 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 there needed to be a reckoning. There needed to be like a. Yeah. You know, this the whole industry is cyclical, so it's like, look, it, it wasn't going to be superheroes forever. 
The thing I keep saying that's, I think, the problem that they have to think about. Like, if I could, if I, if I could, like, kidnap Bob Iger and bring him to my house and tie him up, which I'm not going to do, um, is damn, it was sounding hot there for a second. I know, I know. Definitely not going to do that thing. Definitely not going to do that. (laughs) No, definitely not saying anyone should do that thing. People obviously compare it to westerns, um, which uh, I don't think is a fair comparison. No, like, like, just in the broad sense. Yeah, the the big thing, and I, I think I've said it before in a hype cast, is that like studios used to get obsessed with genres, right? Like slashers or or westerns. Um, and then when that didn't work, the studios could just move on. This is like the only occasion where the genre is the studio. Yeah, meaning that like Marvel, there's like thousands of jobs hanging in the balance of whether or not we like superheroes. I think Marvel should seriously consider uh, producing non-superhero or non-comic book films why not um like i think oh, they just might like, need a, to think like, about like the obamas act. making just kind of a regular thriller yeah. <laughs> just like marvel like, uh, making like just a regular thriller look marvel you have tons of money just be a studio you know like okay. maybe in uh, maybe in 20 years 50 years from now they're like no different than mgm or paramount where we just say like oh yeah marvel they make movies because that's kind of what needs to happen they can't hinge their entire uh economy off of superhero films uh they never should have that was a bad idea <laughs> um i'm just i'm you know i'm like i feel bad because like i feel like a lot of people are gonna lose their jobs i don't know marvel yeah you know, I, I think know. a lot of tv shows and movies they announced are gonna get canceled yes i was just watching spider-man i forgot like the last spider-man ends on a sad note with the assumption that there'll be more spider-men and it's like, will there? Like, there's so Doesn't many seem loose like threads. It. Yeah, <laughs> that I feel like are just going to fucking. You're disappear. right. The end of that movie is now crushingly depressing. <laughs> right. And I would argue if you make a trilogy, end the trilogy. You know, don't be like, yeah, we'll we'll make more. That's the problem. They kept being like, we're gonna make more. We're gonna make more. And then one day they won't, and it'll, you know, just be like these weird, sad endings. Yeah. No. Sally Field is dead, and your friends don't remember you. Yeah. Shit. End of trilogy. <laughs> That's our friendly neighbor. That's old Webhead. Yeah. It's a real bummer. That's what they Things... fucking did to Peter Parker. <laughs> right. Guardians 3 knew better. Guardians 3 was like, let's end it and actually end it. Right. And Guardians Quill and still Ark. is let's like bittersweet, it but it ends. Like it, it, it's a completion. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because they knew we need to end things. Um, but yeah, Spider Man was like, we'll make we'll make six. You're more right. of I these. haven't thought so, I mm-hmm. haven't thought about that's absolutely bonkers. You're right because I haven't watched the movie since it came out. Yeah, um, it ends man, that's nuts tragically. that it ends that way. Because <laughs> yeah. they're almost certain they're probably it aren't going to be any more Tom Holland Spider Man no. movies. No, he's probably like, I want to do other shit. You know, like call me in twenty years when you want old Spider Man to show up and everybody claps or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I, it's just like, yeah. Uh, oh, this man. Is the sh- this is the shit that was always the problem. Yeah. And it, we're, we're starting to see it. Um, wow. You know, he was in The Impossible. Remember The Impossible? No. What is no, that? What is that? It's about a tsunami. Yes. With, uh, now I do. Naomi Watts, Ewan McGregor, Tom Holland was a little wee little kid in it. A wee baron. Uh, yeah. That's a movie that exists. It, it does. Sorry. It does. Uh, let's name some producers. All right. You fool. Uh, big old thank you to Mr. <laughs> Tell, your wife, how many patron subscribers you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank Good you. Good advice. 
Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you to No One Can Hear You Scream in Space McNulty. Thank Thanks. you. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. Thank you to Pete Forpagel. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silicon Volcanoconiosis Anti Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you to Ed Nug. Thanks, buddy. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Hey, thanks. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you so much. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Sorry Cop, World's Most Laughable Centrist. Thank you so much. All right, let me swoop in here. Thank you to Steven. Thank, thank you. Thank you to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Yeah, baby, yeah. Thank you. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the 2B Terror Bunny. says, the strikes may be over, but egg David Zaslav for fun and profit. And how. <laughs> thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers, Pratt, Thompson, raindrops keep falling Come on my on head. My head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Thank you, Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you to Why Did You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon? Thank you. And thank you to your mom. Woo! Woo! All right. Dave, mm -hmm. um, we've come to the end of the road. Yeah. As, as the boys to men once said. We've learned so much. We've learned so we much. We have learned a lot. Um, and I'm hoping perhaps you have one more little surprise for everyone. Maybe one more movie, maybe a movie that deserves no. more hype, Dave. Yeah, I do. You do. It's a Christmas not, miracle. Not only do I have a movie that deserves more hype, but a movie about time traveling crack um, that deserves more hype. Fuck yeah! This is called. Go this on. is called <laughs> Time Addicts. This is um, coming out December twenty fifth on VOD in the UK, which I would then assume means the United States. Uh, this is Australian. I wasn't. The, this is getting decent reviews, um, and it's one of those premises that I'm like, "Damn, I should I, I, I should have thought of this." <laughs> so stupid. It's a. Uh, it's exactly that. It's time traveling crack. It's crack that you smoke and you travel through time. Mm -hmm. It's about two crackheads who, um, in Australia, in Melbourne, who break into a house. Um, I think they're instructed to get this crack by like an unknown employer. Like they're trying to make some movie, that movie, some money. Uh, and one of them smokes the crack and goes back like 25 years <laughs> into the same house. And the other one smokes crack and goes to another timeline in the future, in the future. And it's a very smart premise from an indie perspective. Cause the whole movie takes place in one house during three different time periods, which makes it both large and affordable to shoot, yeah. which I really like. Uh, and the house, as they change things, the house gets weirder. And in fact, it it goes into a fucking dystopic future at one point, which I guess is the theme of today's episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. But again, they do it all from this one house. They they talk about like at one point, just like a bunch of bloody handprints are on the walls suddenly, like a bunch of shit starts changing. The world gets worse. Um, and apparently the reviews are saying it's like a surprisingly like also kind of touching like it does good job with the characters um while being a movie about time traveling crack yeah, yeah i was looking at this and i was my like my first instinct was oh this would be a really good terry gilliam movie yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah it looks real sharp it looks cool bandits, but crack um yeah I, I i don't know i think it's i think it's gonna be a lot of fun I mean, I'm into. I love how weird the idea is, and yeah, it's a hundred percent. This is 
something I could have seen you writing. Yeah, this is the <laughs> I mean, it's it's a it's a very good premise. Uh, well, when people say like high concept, this is what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. Like high on crack. This is the best case scenario. There you go. He yeah. did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody check out the trailer. Time Addicts. It, there's not much more to say about it. It's about time traveling crack. Um, you know. Yeah, there's the pitch. Like, <laughs> there's your pitch. If that looks... doesn't get your butt in the seat, then, you know. It looks fellas. Like pretty, it fellas. Looks pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> it looks fun. Crack, but time. Yeah. Tell me uh, how this hits your ears. <laughs> Crack what that sends you through time. <laughs> like back yeah. in time. Forwards and backwards. Mm. Either way. Nice. Mm. <laughs> uh, Honest, mister? <laughs> Forwards and backwards? <laughs> uh, it's going to be so good. Oh, man. Um. I think that ha- that has done it. That is a sode. Yeah. Sounds Woo. like a sode. Fuck yeah. Woo. Woo. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for being on the episode. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thank you. thank you so much for having me. Of course. Uh, why don't you plug once more? What sure. Going on? Uh, real quick plug for uh, my boys over at 1-900-HOT-DOG. You know them. You love them. Um, I do all the bits in it. Like uh, – when you listen to episodes and you're like, oh, geez, I, I wish that wasn't in there. That's me. I did that. And uh, one last plug for my podcast, The Approximate Podcast. Season three has just started. Um, and you can go to approximatepodcast.com and uh, find all the links to however you want to listen or watch it. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Check that out. Um, I'll plug our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. G-A-M-E-F-U-L-O-Y. Unemployed. Uh, we have exclusive podcasts on there, like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Muller's Maniac, Star Trek The Next Futurama, Spielboys. We watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Movies like No Way Out, Up, starring Cole Meany and a shark. <laughs> that might be how Cole <laughs> pronounces it. <laughs> no Way <I> Art! <laughs> You're right. <laughs> we also have a store. Head over to GameFleetEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts. Mugs, stickers, posters, <laughs> Cole Meanies, Cole's Meanie, all yep, sorts of Cole's things. Meanie. Uh, so slap your Cole Meanie peepers onto that. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. your Cole Meanies. Your, 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 your Meanie peepers. Mm. Your Chief O peepers. Um, oh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. 
You can follow him on Twitter at, at Justin T. Brown and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.